Today, this podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respect to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. This is Trady Lady Talk and I'm your host, Landscaper Stacey. We are starting off 2024 with a really exciting series in the lead up to the EWIT Gala Awards Night, which is a huge event celebrating women in trade. I'll be speaking with the incredible award nominees for this year so you can get to know their stories as tradie ladies. Welcome back, guys, to episode three for 2024 of Tradie Lady Talk. Today, I have Tradie Lady of the Year nominee, which is presented by your business, Tamara Voss, who you can find at Sparky Voss on Instagram. She's an electrician from Victoria. Tamara, welcome to Tradie Lady Talk. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. So you're a Sparky down in Victoria. Yeah, yeah. So I've been in the trade now 11 years and um, qualified for, yeah, those seven of them. Jeez, you're, um, you're, you're a long-termer in the trade at 11 years. Yeah, yeah. I finished up school um, back in 2013 um, in year 11 and then decided to take on the trade straight away. So I've pretty much been working full-time from the week I left school to now. Interesting. So what made you get into being a tradeswoman? Um, I was fortunate to have trades in the family. Both my parents took on trades at a younger age, so they were really open to it. Um, And it also meant that they showed me around the trades growing up. You know, I was uh, sorting nuts and bolts with dad um, on the weekends or playing games with him around electrical, obviously safe ones, um, and understanding what goes into a trade. And then when I got a bit older, I was starting to do a bit more weekend work, a bit of casual work on school holidays, and actually found that I really enjoyed the hands-on aspect of learning rather than sitting um, in school and studying. Yeah, and what what a great trade to get into because there's so much you can do as a Sparky, really. There's so many options. Yeah, yeah. So when I got on the um, electrical, especially in Victoria, um, having a licensed trade was a really big goal of mine to be able to get that quite young. And then I also had the opportunity, if I wanted to, to go back and study once I was mature age anyway. Um, so I didn't need to worry about finishing year 12, just take a couple of tests exam and I can still go back and study. Yeah. So you've got nothing to lose, really? No, no, pretty much. I um, mean, it's all worked out. And so did you start your apprenticeship working for your dad or did you start with another company? Yeah, no, I've been with dad's company now the whole time. Um, And then, yeah, I took over the company about five, four, five years ago when he fell ill. So now I'm just running the company. Oh, wow. She's a businesswoman. You try to be. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. How do you um, find it out there with the, the other Sparkies? Do they... Uh, they must be used to you now by 11 years in. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, at the start, I think I was more 
intimidated and scared and then they were uncomfortable because they didn't know how to maybe like work with me because I was so scared and it was just like a bit of feeling each other out and like kind of learning how to work with something that might be a bit different um but now that I'm more confident within myself and also with my skills um I find that I get the respect from the tradies pretty quickly um once I actually show them you know I I do know what I'm doing and I do have experience um and yeah now we just all get along yeah, and well, you got a huge amount of experience, plus it's your business now as well. So when you're turning up and you are the boss, that's the, the highest level of respect should be coming your way, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It took time. It definitely takes time, um, but, you know, we get there. Yeah. And how did, did your friends go with you saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a tradie? Did they see it coming or...? Um, I think this is like probably one of the hardest things that I felt uh, when I left school was that everyone did year 12. So none of my friends kind of stuck around (laughs) (laughs) because they were busy with their year 12 life. And because I'm not seeing them every day, I'm working full time. Our lives just drifted apart um so Yeah. yeah it was you know a hard learning thing and something I probably didn't expect but being young and not knowing anything other than school I you know wasn't expecting it but I'm I'm fine with it now. You can adjust because it's kind of hard. You do go through stages of your life with that anyway, where certain friends will just kind of drop off because you're in a different, you're doing, you're just going different ways, doing different things. But yeah, when you're really young, it must be hard fresh out of high school because you just think that's the whole thing at the high school. It's like a social network. And if you lose that and you've got no common ground to stand on anymore, it must be hard. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, there was definitely times where I felt like pretty disconnected and, you know, I still see like a lot of them around because I'm local and, you know, they're all doing their thing now um, and there's no, like there's no hard feelings. It was just one of those things that came with leaving school and going into a male-dominated trade. You didn't really have those friendships and connections with your work colleagues or your uni mates like you would uh, when you're leaving school or at school or going to university. Yeah, definitely. But so I've you've got a lot of support around you then from your family, so that's great. Tell me about yeah. the Tradies Build Abroad that you did. Yeah, so Tradies Build Abroad was brought um, brought together by Coralie and I. Um, we nutted the idea out together about what we wanted to do with it um, and we really wanted to give back to a community and use our skills to actually help people that really really need it i've traveled to cambodia before the trip so i knew how much this would benefit uh someone like cambodia and um to be able to use our connections within the trade whether that be with brands or other tradies to build a really cool team um and bring it to life and raise the money and get over there and get our hands dirty for a good cause was a really really awesome experience and it's so rewarding when you go to places like that as well just to see what joy comes to people that don't have much and when they get the smallest thing they're so grateful it sort of brings you down to earth a little bit about what's important yeah yeah it's definitely a bit of a reality check for yourself um and your team when you're over there like you're communicating with tradies other tradies that don't actually speak English and you're just watching how they do things, watching how they live and then seeing what you're bringing them every day and then the final product and how, you know, joyful they are about just a one-bedroom house and how that's going to change their life. Um, it really it really makes you think about what is important and, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such a, an awesome thing to have done. And so are you planning on doing more projects like this in the future? 
Yeah, I'd love to do more like that. I do know the team, a couple of the team is heading to Nepal um, later in the year with Habitat. Again, it's not a Tradies Build Abroad specific trip, um, but they are heading over and doing another build with a group over there, which is going to be awesome. I'm not on that one because I'm obviously taking a few holidays this year myself, um, but potentially in the future, we definitely have a lot of interest for more people to come on board. So it would be amazing to be able to do it again. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So are you running the the projects or are you a part of just the trade team? Like would someone get in contact with you if they were interested in being a part of that? Yeah, if they definitely message me on just my Instagram account, it's probably the best way to get in contact with me. Um, and then I can pass on more details about, I guess, future builds that aren't with Tradies Build Abroad um, and also then keep them up to date if Tradies Build Abroad, you know, takes on another trip and when that might be. So that would probably be the best way to go about it for sure. Yeah. How did you find it working over there with the other trades? Like there's obviously a different training system in third world countries for mm-hmm. trade schools. How did you you find that? Was there anything that you could learn from the tradies over there or was it just a, a big learning curve for them? I think it was a learning curve on both sides because we were doing a lot of stuff that wasn't our trade specific so you know I was laying bricks and stripping bamboo and all this kind of stuff and um seeing how they do it because you know a lot of them just learn from the next person on how to do things and the systems are very very different um was very interesting watching our, our tradies who have very specific systems for their trade back home take on a new job have to learn from somebody that is doing it way different to how we ever would have anticipated it was quite a unique experience yeah, no, I've I've only really seen like funny videos of people overseas doing some quirky things, even the the aggregate that gets used in some of the Pacific Islands, they use a lot of coral for aggregate. There's just mm-hmm. things like that that you probably wouldn't ever learn, but I guess in areas that are really remote or that might not have the money to spend that we do in in Australia on construction products Mm. it's interesting to see like what they can come up with just to make things work yeah yeah it was amazing seeing it come together and also the minimal amount of waste so everything got used in the build whether that be the old concrete that they ripped up they put that in as rubble into the new base of the floor and like there was just it was just everything was reused everything that came to site they found a way to use it and I thought that that was really cool to see as well no big skip bins out the front of the site for things just getting chucked away. No, definitely not. So you're an ambassador for a company, Graphite Eco Plastic Free Products? Yes. Yeah. Was that something that you could bring on site there or is it just something that you look to do with minimal waste on sites? Yeah, no, we brought that on site while we were there. Um, we used their Hessian bags to utilise for rubbish um, that we were using, like food scraps and things like that. Um, so we weren't putting plastic bags out on the street that could then get taken away from site. And we're also using like their graphite mats for our knees and everything like that as well because we were kneeling on, you know, rocks and bamboo and stuff like that. So to be able to bring products over there that were, you know, eco-conscious was really cool as well considering the environment we were working in and then, yeah, using it in our day-to-day is really good too. Yeah. And for did they have building standards? It's a silly question, but did they have building standards over there that you needed to comply with? They gave us a plan um, at the start 
and they pretty much let us run with that plan and we got told each day what our jobs were. Um, in regards to standards and things like that, we weren't specifically told if there was any, um, but it may have been dealt with by the people that designed the build and through Habitat, yeah. Yeah. No, I just find it fascinating because it's not very often that people will have the opportunity to go and work abroad, but then to work in, in a place like that, it's it must have just been so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would recommend everyone, if they have a passion for travel, a passion for helping people, and even if you're not a tradie, like we had a real estate agent on the trip, you know, so if, you, if you're not a tradie, you can still do majority of the work and the team are really awesome at helping you find ways to do stuff and learn. Um, it's a really rewarding experience and a really eye-opening experience as well. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it, as long as someone wants to get in there and have a go and get their hands dirty, I think the more the merrier, really, wouldn't it be? Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. Um, as long as you've got the right attitude, you'll definitely have a good time and take something from it. And did you have to do fundraising to get that trip up and going? Yeah, yeah. So everyone had a, we had a group fundraising target um, and we did that through a lot of different avenues of personal fundraising, um, giveaways or raffles and um, just, you know, going around asking people and um, a few sponsorship levels as well. So we put together a whole different way to reach the goal together to make sure that we had the money to buy the building supplies to build a house. Yeah. There'd be plenty of, plenty of big brands that would be wanting to get on board with something like that I think in the future once it starts to get a bit more up and running I think it's such a a great concept yeah yeah I definitely think there's a lot of traction behind it um it's just uh for for Coralie and I probably find the time as we both are you know doing business and everything like that as well so it's definitely something that we'd love to continue on and uh, I'm sure we could really make some more successful builds as well no, I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. It's, mm. I think it's such an awesome thing to have done, yeah, yeah. to have plans in the future for it. It's, it's super exciting. And so you've got that going, you've got the, the business up and running. Have, have you got apprentices? Like how many staff have you got in the business at the moment? Yeah, so we run about 15 staff members. Um, we have some casual staff that work in one part of our business. We have two apprentices at the moment through and three A grades. Um, so, yeah, we have a few staff, which is which is good. It keeps us all busy. Yeah, it's a decent-sized business to be taking over and running. Yep, yep. It, it, you know, it has its moments, um, especially going in when I was quite young, having really no business experience. It's been quite a journey. I'm extremely grateful for it. Um, I've learned a lot, but there definitely has been some challenges. I've, I've learned um, the importance of a good accountant as well. Yep, yep. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's, that's my struggle is um, I, putting one plus two together. Sometimes it just... I don't know. I can't get it. <laughs> mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's getting all those structures right, I guess. Yeah. Setting all that up. And so what's the plan for the, the business in the future? Are you looking to expand that or just keep it as it is? Um, look, we like to try and maintain the workload that we've got. We love to try and get apprentices from start to finish and then keep them on for a couple of years. It's one big thing that we've always tried to do is um, – had that consistency for them so they can get through their apprenticeship. I really think that's um, important. Um, and then, yeah, con- continue to get the contracts that we've got and maintain our workload. But we always like to expand into new areas as well, um, if we can, um, depending on the current workload. Yeah. 
And it's it's nice if you've got that retention as well because apprentices see that and think, oh, well, you know, like I've I've got a great job here and they'll want to stay with you if they feel like they're they're happy in their workplace, people are staying around. When you see companies that are turning over staff all the time, it sort of puts question marks around it. So it must be nice to them to have a, a secure business to be working with. Yeah, look, I'd hope so. Um, I, I do love giving them the opportunity and I also love just seeing the apprentices grow and learn and then, you know, whether they stay or not, seeing what they get up to in their lives after having an apprenticeship, I think it's a really cool thing to be able to give somebody that opportunity to start their career um, and then see what happens for them as well. Yeah. Have you had any female apprentices approach you? Yeah, so we've got one female apprentice at the moment and we've had another one as well. So we've had... um, yeah, we had the two female and myself and then we've got a couple of other ladies that work in the business casual and then my mum works in there too. So we're quite split. I think maybe 70-30 or 60-40 split um, male-female in the business. That's great. That's great to see that there's a trade business with that split. Yeah, yeah. I like to give people the opportunity. I've done a couple of work experience days with females that just want to see what it's all about as well. Um, If they don't get the opportunity, they might never actually jump in and give it a go. So it's always good to give them a chance to see what's like before you sign up to something. Yeah, because I mean, being a sparky for someone, if they don't have anyone in a family that's a a tradie as a sparky, it can be a little bit confusing about what you do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and there's so many different avenues. You've got industrial, domestic, commercial, like the, you, you don't – people don't know, I guess. They just hear spark and they think we climb around in roofs. So sometimes yeah. it's good to just show them a bit different. Yeah, uh, I think our apprentice said to me the other day, he said, oh, I, I don't know if I could be a sparky. It just seems really dangerous to me. I said, oh, I think there's a few more things they do rather than just cut power leads all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, (laughs) that's it, that's it. It's just funny the perceptions that people have of of certain trades. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We all have them. (laughs) Yeah. And so you're also an ambassador for Unilight Tools and Natty Workwear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I picked up those ambassadorships through um, just the stuff I've been doing on Instagram um, and I love working with brands that really align with me as well and I have really great relationships with both of those brands. So to be able to share them within the community and support them is um, is really awesome. Yeah, because that's what I found um, when I first started my account online. I'd, I was struggling to find people that were reviewing tools because I wanted to buy tools but I didn't know what tools to buy and I was struggling to find people that were reviewing women's workwear because most of the time when you go into Bunnings and everything it's they just point you to the men's stuff Mm -hmm, any women's stuff there I don't want to review a men's workwear because I'm not wearing it yeah yeah exactly yeah one I, I think a couple of my um, most popular reviews were when I was actually talking about the women's workwear and what options there were. To be honest, I started it off like five years ago reviewing the men's workwear that I was wearing because we didn't actually have women's workwear back then, only like maybe one or two brands. So yeah. it started off with that. And then as the workwear brands have evolved, I've just loved seeing women's workwear coming to market and there being so many more options for people. So if I can let people know what that is, they don't feel as lost as I did back six years ago wearing men's baggy pants to psych. 
Yeah, and they can be comfortable on site because I find a lot of the women's workwear now from a lot of workwear brands that are putting it out actually put a lot of thought into what is going to be comfortable for women. So it's not just the men's shorts that they then replicate into women's but just have different dimensions on it. They actually change the whole style of some of the the clothing. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. There has been maybe a couple of times where I've been sent something that was said to be a woman and I put it on and I said, this is a men's fit with a woman's uh, tag on it. So I'm not going to review that one and and politely send them the feedback and let them know there's definitely things to work on. But I do just love people trying and giving us options because we just sometimes never had any. Yeah. Thank God it's changed a little bit now. Like (laughs) if we start to wear men's workwear... All year round. What a nightmare. Yeah, I know. No, it, yeah, it's, it's been a journey, but it's, it's been great to be a part of. Yeah. Well, I think we'll just wrap up the podcast with I normally ask our guests if they have any messages they'd like to pass on to anyone out there that's looking at you. Like you're a successful businesswoman now. You started a trade in year 11 after leaving school so do you have any messages to any young girls out there that might be looking to do something like what you've done yeah I always just say like give it a go don't be scared it is intimidating but if you want to do it you'll find a way to get it done um reach out for help and just get those connections started early so you can always get those questions to the people that you have around you whether that be through people on Instagram the treaty lady community is so kind and will try to get back to you um but yeah just if you're interested give it a go yeah no definitely there's there's so many people that you'll be able to reach out to that will always respond it might take a couple of days I know I'm pretty slow at responding sometimes Mm. but Mm. I am yeah I've anyone that I've ever contacted through especially through the um the Trady Lady Club in Melbourne. Like I find mm-hmm. Steph and the the girls that are in that group, everyone is so, so, so supportive all the time. And quite often they'll someone will message into that group and say, oh, look, I'm looking for an apprenticeship in this area. I'm not sure where to start. And that is where you start. You start with those girls and they'll, they'll network you out to anyone that's going to help you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's it. There are so many more options now to get yourself out there and um, ask the questions. And that's the beauty of things like social media and also starting up stuff like that. Um, Just, yeah, just ask the question. You never know where it may lead. Yeah, definitely. Well, congratulations on your nomination for Tradier Lady of the Year. I can see from everything that you've done, it's definitely well-deserving. Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, not something I expected and it's not something that even existed 11 years ago to, to actually have something that recognises the um, the input we've given to the community and things like that is a really, really special for me. Um, so I'm, I'm just blown away and really, really appreciative of it. Yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. You won't be attending the awards this year, unfortunately, because you're off on a snow trip. Yeah, yeah, I had that pre-booked for my birthday before I knew I was even nominated. So I uh, just the timing didn't work out, but I'll be there in spirit. Plenty of the girls going, I know. So I'll be keeping uh, live updates with them on everything that's happening at the event. So um, yeah, I'm still looking forward to seeing how it all goes. Yeah, we might even be able to get you in there virtually. I'd love that. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. All right, well, congratulations again and good luck with the awards. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much.
I really enjoyed chatting with Tamara today, just learning what's possible as a tradeswoman. To be a business owner and in trade over 10 years, I think in itself is an achievement. Then to also be doing charity work, building homes in third world countries, I'm just so impressed. What an incredible tradie lady. So Tamara's up for the award of Tradie Lady of the Year at the EWIT Gala Awards Night. Uh, If you wanted to come along and support Tamara and these other outstanding women, tickets are still available on the Empowered Women in Trades website. I'd love to see you there. Stay tuned to Tradie Lady Talk in the next few weeks because I'm excited to be bringing more guests on who have had the huge achievement of being nominated for an award at the upcoming EWIT Gala Night. These women are doing such great work and I'm proud to be able to showcase them for you all to hear. Have a great week guys and until next time, look after each other.